0: Hey guys, my name's Echo Kellum, I play Curtis Hall, aka Mr. Terrific, on CW Arrow, and you're listening to Neil Before Pod.
1: Neil Before Blog presents...
0: Neil Before Pod.
1: My name is Craig McKenzie. After a lifetime of being a nerd, I have come to you with only one goal, to talk utter nonsense. But to do that, I can't sit and talk to myself. I must enlist someone else, and do... Something else. So, thankfully, he's managed to get his time off his work experience at Argus, not Argos for our uh, British listeners. Uh, Argus, yeah, Chris, Chris is doing work experience at Argus, but he's also here. So, hi. Hello. Did you learn anything at school today?
0: Or well, Argus? do you know what? I got really excited that I was going to be working at Argus. And do you know what they did? They just they just put me in the admin department. Oh. It turns out that no matter where I go, no matter where I work, I get stuck doing admin and IT. Who, who knew?
1: Do they consider a, a viable excuse if there's a supervillain attack and you run away from your desk?
0: Uh, no, we're apparently supposed to just be there and get in the way. Um, <laughs> to, to, just to distract them for slightly long enough so that the genuine heroes can come in and save the day.
1: But that kind of sucks. Yeah, get,
0: yeah, that's that's what I'm there for. I'm essentially there as fodder and buffer.
1: You get seven minutes a day for the toilet, five minutes a day for a supervillain attack. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, it's not a lot. Of, not a lot of free time. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll work for them. I will continue to work for. I don't know what organization could I work for in the the Arrowverse. Um, Catco. That seems like it seems like Catco. you don't need to do anything. Yeah. Uh, I could, things. I
0: could, I could see you as a, a funky barista. Uh, what's, what's the place they go to in Flash? Is it Jitters or something along those lines?
1: No, no, I could not make coffee. Have you seen how much my hands shake?
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> shake less after the coffee.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can I get a cup of coffee? It's like I don't know. I guess we'll see. How it's going. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't last very long. Uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just not sure I can work anywhere in these places. Uh, yeah, Catco is probably my best Katko. bet. Catco, like Catco's yeah. TV critic. I could be, could be. That'd be interesting. Get to well, sit there and be like, "Why is no one? Why, why does Kara never turn up for work? This isn't fair." <laughs> 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 she's never here, <laughs> and she gets to
0: leave whenever she wants. My and job is to watch TV, and she's ne- and I'm here more than
1: she is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's clearly, she's clearly pals with the boss. James doesn't like me. <laughs> Office politics at Catco. It <laughs> <laughs> could be a TV show. It could just be. be. Let's <laughs> hope it isn't, though. But anyway, before we get on to talking about Arrow, after I've just talked about Supergirl's workplace for a long period of time, this is what happens when we weirdly record these things all at the same time. They all bleed together. But yeah, <laughs> uh, so kneel Before and Rise Against. What would you like to kneel Before?
0: I am going to kneel before, I know it's kind of been announced already, but there's a show called Night Flyers, which is based on a book, a little novella by George R. R. Martin. It's got a trailer now, and it's going to be coming to Netflix in the UK in February. The trailer looks quite interesting um it's, it seems like quite a, a cool sort of concept i'm up for a bit of sci-fi and i know that netflix has been doing rather well on the sci-fi front sci-fi sci-fi front recently so yeah i'm i am i'm uh, kneeling before that
1: Cool. Uh, I think I saw the trailer for that, or I saw some of the trailer for that. Is this another thing where he hasn't quite finished it yet and it'll get to like season four and they'll be like, oh, we don't know where it's going because think there's no book now? I think it's just like a novella. So I think right. it was uh, like a very, very rough idea
0: and then the, the showrunners have just taken it from there. Yeah. Um, it seems that it's uh, in order to save the dying planet, they send people off into the stars to where they think there's life and then things go awry. Right. Uh, it seems to be pretty much the summary uh, of the, the trailer, but it's all very sort of mysterious and weird and, yeah, it's it's sort of set in the future, but the not sort of massively distant future by the looks.
1: So like The Expanse? Uh, kind
0: of, kind <laughs> of, but The Expanse, I always say, is like a more realistic sci-fi, if there is such a thing. Yeah. So sort of gravity and everything works properly, in The Expanse and... Even the real-world politics works closer to the real world in The Expanse, whereas a lot of other sci-fi sort of skips over it and goes, right, we've got gravity plating, and uh, everyone works for free, and there's no such thing as politics, and off into space we go. Uh, So, yeah, uh, I look forward to seeing it, and we've not got long to wait as it comes out in February.
1: Cool. I might have a look if I have time. Who knows? Um, I wonder if the George R.R. R. Martin thing will be like what they were doing with Gene Roddenberry in the late 90s. You know, where they just somehow dredged <laughs> up. Or like, uh, I think some of it was early 2000s. Whenever it was. But they were just, you know, they were just finding all these kind of ideas that Gene Roddenberry had written down somewhere and just turned them into TV shows. Yeah, <laughs> and we, find, like, we
0: yeah, found this on the back of a crisp packet.
1: <laughs> it, it was <laughs> like there was Earth Final Conflict, which was trash. Like I watched a couple episodes of it, and maybe I was too young, but I just didn't like it. And I watched Andromeda. Which was mm. the other thing that had Kevin Sorbo in it, and that wasn't very good either. Um, certainly, the one episode that I watched wasn't that good. But like, um, I watched
0: a big chunk of Andromeda, and it just got weird. It started out as one thing, and then they sort of came to what would have been a natural conclusion, and then just went nuts with it.
1: <laughs> I think. I think the worst thing about it was that it got five seasons, and Enterprise didn't. <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> The thing that Gene Roddenberry actually developed to some degree doesn't warrant uh, more, more than four seasons, but the thing that he like wrote down on a a disuse a, a used napkin while he was having his lunch, you know, was uh, is, is the five season TV show.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I have the feeling there's a lot of George R. R. Martin properties out there that people will have snapped up at either auction or by bidding. And going okay? Can we have this? No, someone else has got that. Yeah. What about this one? No, that's going to be a that's going to be a film. What about this one? Yeah, maybe. Or what about this one right at the back? Yeah, sure. Okay, you can have <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: I'm going to kneel before the absolute glut of Star Trek content we're getting in the new <laughs> future. Uh, they've recently announced that Michelle Yeoh is going to be leading, uh, like Black Ops Section Thirty One TV series. Which, on the surface, it could go either way. I mean, it depends what they do with it, but it's going to be like a, a secret agent, effectively, cutting about in the Star Trek universe, doing stuff. And it's certainly different to what we've had before. So that's interesting in a way. There's there's a real opportunity here to have a look into the universe that you, you wouldn't get anywhere else. Because we've had so many shows that are crew on a ship, or crew on a space station, but now, and those are great, and I have no objection to having even more of those, quite frankly. But this is something a little bit different, and you've got Michelle Yeoh, even though she's playing the the kind of evil version of um, Giorgio. But still, that's pretty cool. Part of me is kind of disappointed that we're we're not
0: getting like a Giorgio origins further back into Trek um, uh, show, but. I do like the idea of this coming from a slightly different angle I look forward to seeing what they do with it I will reserve judgement until then considering the amount of outcry there's been over Discovery I I look forward to seeing the results of this (laughs) on various comment boards at the end but uh, yeah, I mean there is so much content coming out of of the Star
1: Trek universe that you're sitting there thinking, where's all this come from suddenly, you know well, the thing with the, this Giorgio origin stuff you're looking for, I mean, I don't think you'll get it in the TV sphere, although you're kind of getting it here and there. There's mm. There's been a few flashbacks. She turns up as a lieutenant in one of the shorts um, that I just watched the other day, actually. Good stuff. Well, I don't think they're that good, but, you know, whatever. That's another story. Um, and there's a couple of books which are, well, I mean, books aren't canon, but they could be canon, I suppose. And it's, you know, they're, they're kind of earlier missions, and you get a younger Lorca in them and all that kind of stuff. And some of them. But I, I don't think I'll read them because I can't be arsed. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll just watch the TV show. And then maybe one day I'll visit the books and, and see what they're like. But for the moment, it seems like there's going to be so much more Star Trek than even I can keep up with, which is just really exciting. Because we've got this lower decks cartoon as well, uh, which is about. Um, it's about the least important people on the least important Federation starship. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. It, it's going to be a cartoon that's like an office comedy. I don't know. Like, um, but you could do that. I mean, the Lower Decks episode of TNG is one of my favourites um, because I think it just it does that thing that I always talk about that shows don't do sometimes. It give you that other perspective.
0: There was sort of a silly uh, YouTube show a few years ago it might still be running i'm not too sure called space janitors which was essentially along the same thing in a sort of version or a a a copyright free very close facsimile to the the star wars universe where they were janitors for the empire (laughs) um which kind of made me laugh it's like like you say it's like people that are viewing all this from a distance on the ground level and i kind of like the idea of getting to see something like that it might be a bit fun uh, to play about with that. Plus, we've got the the Picard show as well, yes, which, which if it's not just, just called different. the Picard show, yeah. uh, it's is Captain Picard interviewing all his favourite people on the holiday. <laughs> um, it's, uh, yeah. So, what that's going to be, I've got no idea.
1: We'll get that this year, though, so it won't be too long till we start yeah. finding out. Um, they'll start filming it soon. They'll start putting it together. We'll get a trailer. Yeah, we'll we'll get to know what this is. Um and I guess the Section thirty one show is gonna come next year. I mean I think it's a really good thing that CBS are doing all these because they have to justify all these subscriptions. Like you can't you know, you can't pay a subscription every month for a show that's only on for three months of the year or however long it is, you know. That's that's just nonsense. So um I think they have to keep producing original content and if we're gonna go down the Star Trek route then bang on. Absolutely. Yeah, we're happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Although as a reviewer I'm like, please don't put these on at the same time. <laughs> They're
0: all, all gonna be released on Fridays. Um,
1: only one yeah, only one TV, but <laughs> you know, can you imagine that? All all Fridays I'm like, alright. Oh, I know I'm a Star Trek nerd, but I still like to go out. You know, I still like to <laughs> socialise on a Friday night. Don't make me choose between my friends and Star Trek. <laughs> my friends will never forgive me. That's why I had no uh, friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that. Loads of Star Trek. Amazing. Love it. It might all be crap, but for now, I love it. (laughs) Yeah. So what are you rising against?
0: Well, I was at the cinema, I think, a few weeks ago, and I saw the trailer for something called The Kid Who Would Be King, which is coming out, I think, around about the 15th of February in the UK. And I've got to say, it looks awful. It looks absolutely <laughs> shocking. So its I think it's essentially a kid finds a King Arthur's sword and has to fight demons and Morgana and save the world. However, from the trailer, it kind of makes it look like one of those old CBBC shows. It looks like it should be like a 10-episode CBBC children's show uh, that's going out and somehow what they've done is they've just glued all the bits together and turned it into a movie instead
1: <laughs> yeah um, I saw this trailer as well, I think it looks ridiculous uh, yeah the, I like the CBBC show angle that you brought up, and it's like well Sabrina's on in half an hour and this is on so I'll just watch this while I'm getting time um, yeah it doesn't look great, however Patrick Stewart's in it yeah, that is the one saving grace,
0: and uh, you know, there's. I, I don't know what they've got over uh, Patrick Stewart. They must be. <laughs> I don't know, holding family members hostage or something. But yeah, he's
1: he's. In I don't it. know. The, um, the emoji movie is the low bar for him. It's not, I, think, <laughs> I don't know. This this, this might be, be it. Out. This yeah. might
0: be it. He was at a moment of weakness. He signed up to the emoji movie and the kid that would become king. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Just why not? Yeah. Um, Rebecca Ferguson's also in it, and she's good. She's Morgana.
0: Yeah, and that's the kind of thing that makes me go. Do you know what? There might be some merit to it. It might just be a really poor trailer, but at the same time, I'm sitting there going, "Oh, this this could have just went straight to streaming, or you know, been premiered at Christmas on BBC One." You know what I mean? It has it has that sort of feel to it. Um, if you go and watch the trailer, I'm sure there'll be a link in the show notes yeah. somewhere. Well, the around, Patrick around Stewart ain't in the trailer is he?
1: Merlin is some like floppy-haired teenage weirdo. Um, in the trailer,
0: isn't he? He is. Oh well, there is there is a Patrick Stewart appearance in there. There is a little bit, yeah. Um, but um, oh, I don't
1: remember that so much.
0: <laughs> yes, there that's is that's a little bit. I'm there right. is a little bit, but yeah, I like I say just yeah. Ouch. <laughs> It yeah. it just doesn't look that good. And I, I hate knocking stuff before I've seen it, but yeah, this no, this no, no. looks like it would be it'd be fun to pan.
1: Yeah, I'm actually probably gonna go see it because I have nothing better to do with my life, to be honest. <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know. Just Yeah. It doesn't look that great. Um It just doesn't. <laughs> but and it's another King Arthur story as well. I mean, how many of these bloody things are we going to have?
0: I know. I mean, we've been talking about how many uh, different stories from George R.R. R. Martin have been found. How many King Arthur's have we had recently?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm really not sure. That's a good question. I'm going to rise against the fact that they're making a Venom 2. Because, I mean, we all knew it was going to happen because this is inexplicably making money. Uh, I know we talked about it you weren't on that one but i was um i know we talked about it and you know i I was kind of entertained by venom in a way but i I kind of like okay i'm expecting this to bomb and for some reason it's just making so much money why is it making so much money it doesn't deserve to make this much money but it's it's like outclassed x-men films any film that stars an x-men character venom has made more money than it it's mental and then and they're now they're making a sequel. But they've confirmed Woody Harrelson will be Carnage, and how is that going to end in any other way but, uh, um, but a CGI fight with a palette swapped symbiote fighting Venom. I,
0: yeah, I'm kind of the same as you. I I wasn't massively in favour of the recent Venom film. It had its it had its fun bits, and I've got to say, like the overall feeling I had was it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. But for sequels, I am sitting going. It's always just going to end the same way with, with Mushigoo fighting Mushigoo in CG, and then that's going to be it. Really, I don't. I don't see. And the thing is that because it's not Venom, and I think we said this in the the review uh, podcast, because it can't really tie into Spider Man in any way at the moment, or it can't turn into the it can't merge into the current Spider Man. Yeah. That we've got, it can't sort of join up with all that. Then what are they going to do with it? Where are they going to take it?
1: Well, it's just going to be yeah, a film. It's going to be man, it's going to be carnage it. because yeah. they've put
0: that in the the post credits spoiler. I don't know. Are we allowed to do spoiler
1: <laughs> the spoiler claxon before we do this? Well, it's old enough, I think. It's old.
0: It's old enough. Well, you know, they've hinted it's going to be carnage in this. So, you know, we we know what it's going to be. He's going to be investigating and trying to find out. Where he's gone and track him down and sort it out and yeah yeah. And well, I mean
1: they did more than hint they've they've absolutely confirmed that Woody Harrelson no. will be returning as Carnage with his stupid wig. Um, and I quite like the idea of Woody Harrelson being like a you know a, a sinister soulless killer. And I feel like those scenes could be interesting. But as soon as he becomes Carnage, it's going to be like oh look, it's this guy that looks exactly like me except he's red and he makes axes out of his hands like that guy in the last film. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, he,
0: he's he's equipped with all these weapons that Venom doesn't have.
1: Yeah, for some reason <laughs> on his it's on his
0: utility have. belt, yeah, the symbiote the, utility belt.
1: Despite the fact that the symbiote could, in theory, just you know do that, but never mind. So that's that. Um, Venom two. I don't really want it. Um, I feel like the the Venom franchise as it is now. Why are we why can we why do we get to call this a franchise? This is it's ridiculous. But the um, the Venom franchise is—it's a springtime for Hitler situation. Um, if and if you don't know what that means, anyone in the audience, in uh, the producers, they want to just make a flop to justify the cost of something, and uh, so they just make a crap—they make a play that they think is going to be crap called Springtime for Hitler, you know, because people would naturally not root for Hitler, and it turns out to be a massive hit despite their best efforts to make it not a massive hit. So it's like Sony were like, right, make a Venom film. Doesn't matter whether you know anything about the character. Just get it done. And then they did it and they made something that was like, you know, where no one involved really gave any any craps about it. Uh, and now we're getting another one. So springtime for Hitler. Hmm. Uh, or springtime for Venom. <laughs> which, will be the, which will be the title of our second Venom podcast when the film comes out? We've got to, we've got to add this to the list. We've got to add it to the the cool title list, which has two things on it.
0: <laughs> we're doing really well this year. January's off to a flyer.
1: <laughs> There's nothing. nothing. So there we go. So there we are, rising against Venom, uh, and the fact that we're getting on. It. Despite the fact that I didn't actually mind the first one, but I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. It doesn't mean I want another one. Uh, you know,
0: it's one of those things, you just hope that they've got a really good idea that they take all the best bits, they filter all the good stuff that they did do, and they leave the bits that made absolutely no sense behind. But I have the feeling that they'll just carry all of it over.
1: Oh, it could be it could be a masterpiece. But mm. who knows? So that's our uh, accolades and complaints, uh, Neil, before Rise Against. They're all done, so... Uh, now on to the main event, Arrow season seven. Uh, without spoiling, if you please, um, I have been really surprised by this
0: season. I've really enjoyed the. There was a couple. There's been a couple of surprises in it for me. The amount of time they focused on prison and what they've done with uh, the flashbacks. Uh, in this season has made a a little bit of light in this for me and sort of rocked it up a bit Uh, I didn't think they'd be able to change the format of it that much but they've actually impressed me and we've got something that's not the usual Arrow format and that I've enjoyed this season
1: Yeah I've I've really liked it as well I was like you I was impressed by how long he was in prison, much longer than I expected, Um, although more than one episode was longer than I expected (laughs) Uh, They've done interesting little things, I don't think they've Went off format as much as you you seem to imply there. I think they've they've managed to tweak the format. Yeah, yeah. There. I think
0: that's more what I mean than gone yeah. off format. Yeah. yeah. So it's, he's not doing a cookery yeah. program, but yeah, it's yeah. I <laughs> get oh, what you, you mean. Need to watch that.
1: <laughs> well, he can cook. He can. He can. He can. Yeah, it's like an, an hour of Stephen Amell just making. But all, we all know we'd watch it. Yeah, we would. Well, we'd, we'd be about halfway through the episode, and it's like he's still in the bloody kitchen. <laughs> like, what's going on here? So yeah. I thought the musical was weird. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I don't have much more to add than that, other than uh, well, I mean, without spoiling. So, yeah, it's been good. Been a good season so far. Been very interesting. It's stepped it up a notch. The um, flashbacks, as we will call them. Without spoiling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, shall we just leap right in? Yes. Let's the, go through those spoilers. big
0: prison doors into the spoiler area.
1: Yeah, that's it, it's spoiler level. Spoiler confinement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, first thing to touch on is the prison. They. Oliver's in prison uh, because of a deal he made with the FBI. Uh, you go seven episodes before he gets out. And he only interacts with Felicity once while he's in prison. And like Laurel later on.
0: So Laurel, there's like I think everyone gets at least one
1: visit Diggle. pretty much. No, I think that's it. Laurel, Diggle and Felicity. Yes. I can't remember if he speaks to William or not. No, I don't think William no. ever goes to the prison. Oh well, never mind. So... Um, Seven episodes of Oliver Queen separated from the rest of the cast—that's brave. I mean, network TV shows—they kind of thrive on their formula. People tune into Arrow every week so they can see, you know, him and Felicity flirt with each other. Uh, they'll they'll go to some warehouse and shoot arrows at things, and Felicity will be behind a computer. And you know, <laughs> like this is the, you know this is comfortable. It's safe. We enjoy this. Uh, let's have. We'll still have that. But then this season, it's like no Oliver's in prison the whole time. So. You've got him navigating the weird political machinations that exist within the prison. He has to like make friends with his villains. Everybody hates him because he puts some of them there. It's a great setup, and I think they use it really well. And I think hey, Stephen Amell never gets enough credit as an actor. He really doesn't. And I think this season he's been absolutely killing it.
0: I, I think he's done great. The fact they've sort of taken him out from the usual. Um, I said in the spoiler free bit the amount of time they spent on prison I think I've got to apologise because I think I pretty much said in the podcast before this I expect them to be a couple of episodes in prison or an episode and a half in prison where they do one episode of them in jail half an episode of them appealing at court and by the end of that episode he's out and about in the Green Arrow costume again whereas they they stuck to their guns
1: we all expected that, I don't think I don't think anybody expected him to be in as long as he was. And it was just every week. It was like, oh, that's another completed episode, and he's still in there. <coughs> Jeez, what's going on? But there was... And it'd be different if, like... I mean, it has to be interesting as well. You can't just have seven episodes of him sitting in prison. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's as dull as dishwater, you know? It's, it's actually really good. Like, he's under constant attack, and eventually has to make friends. And uh, I think what they did with um, Bronze Tiger was brilliant. Like he's a character that deserves to have more focus later on, maybe he joins Team Arrow later in the, you know, later in you the run you expect
0: him to turn up somewhere to either help out or yeah. be on the side of someone that he's trying to take out
1: Yeah, yeah. and especially that Prison Break episode where you had the multi-level one shot fight, it was like something out of Daredevil, oh. that was incredible and it helps that I guess both those actors are really like do their own stunts and all that stuff so you can frame those kinds of things, I don't know if it was all filmed in one go, I doubt it, I suspect they're hiding cuts, but still it was impressive.
0: It was some of the most impressive stuff that I've seen on Arrow so far, fight choreography and some of the prison stuff has been immense. Yeah, and then you have Um, his
1: little Weasley friend
0: From like, as soon as he got introduced... And it was like, Oh, I'm a big fan, you've got to help me out. They're mm. they're all gonna kill me in here. I'll 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 let you navigate prison and you just stop them punching me in the face. Yeah. As soon as he got introduced, I was like, Well, he's definitely yeah, like, gonna be some yeah. villainous serial killer. It's like the fact that he's so far not said, Oh, I'm in for tax evasion <laughs> or fraud or some financial crime, you're like, Well, it's definitely gonna turn out to be some grisly murders yeah. that this guy's committed. You know, so, the fact that by the end of it they get to the fact that he has just been plotting the whole time. Yeah. Was, um, what was it, the, Stanley? I yeah, think it was, Stanley. Because yeah, yeah,
1: he had a knife in, in a wall and there was no way he would know the knife was in the wall and that's how Oliver got tipped on mm-hmm. and felt sick for what he did.
0: But you kind of had the feeling up until then that the information he was feeding them was always slightly twisted yeah, in different ways or that sure. he knew more than what. He was letting on, mm. I was expecting at one point for him to be the um what was it if if you want to get out of here or if you're wanting to find out where he is, you've got to go and speak to the dragon or you've yeah. got to speak to this person, and I was expecting it to come back up and to turn out that it was Stanley all along <laughs> who was the contact with Diaz on the inside kind of thing um you know getting paying people off to beat him up so it looks like he's not yeah. really in control when he is. That's well, that's what I was expecting, but yeah. You know.
1: Although I had him pegged as being this, the real identity of the demon that they kept referring to, but the, the actual reveal was even better. Yeah. I love that it was Talia. Oh that I, like, no, I, I was not, not expecting. Despite it's, the name. <laughs> it, well it was it was obvious, but also not obvious. You know, like because you never expected Talia to really turn up and then um and I like I like this version of Talia. I think she she has a lot to give and Maybe she didn't give all of it in that episode, but you know she'll be back, I suppose.
0: That was one of my favourite episodes in the prison, mm. actually. Apart from sort of the final one, which I thought was really good, that one because it let him sort of cut about in, in an almost arrow esque way yeah. for that episode. Despite the fact it was still self contained within yeah. the prison, it was still him cutting about, doing his observation, breaking through things, and you know, yeah. taking out guards and. Doing all that sort of stuff in a style that you would normally expect yeah. from him out in the field, rather than cutting about in the prison. Because you've seen him be not passive, but sort of trying to avoid the fights up until that point, keeping it to a bare minimum. Yeah, um, up until that point, and then in this one, down in the, the level two, where he's mad scientist, he just lets rip and yeah. goes for it.
1: And I like the the psychological episode as well. You know where the that psychiatrist was trying to break him down mm. into um, into his component parts, I guess. Uh, just trying to convince him that his dad wasn't a good person, which from a certain angle, yeah, you can totally see that. Because it was like, no, no, no. His his dying wish was to burden you with his own problems, <laughs> and that's like, yeah, that's a bad fatherly thing. And it's and it, as the episode progressed, by the end of it, it, was what would you do? And then it puts him in the Robert situation. And then William and it's like, live your life. Forget about me. <laughs> and that was that was great. Um I really liked that. It's just to show that no, Oliver Queen is a better man than his father. And that's like what well, you I guess that's what fathers should hope for their children. But Robert's final wish was you No. Know, solve all these issues mm-hmm. that I've
0: caused. Carry out this vendetta yeah. for me.
1: <laughs> so he's had this whole um yeah, he's had this whole mission that he's imposed on himself that he maybe didn't have to. And maybe if his dad had said something different, his life would be different. Although, who knows? I mean, there, I think there's a whole different piece that shapes who Oliver Queen is over the years. So, you know, it's it's not all about getting back so he can cross names off that list. I mean, you know, the things he experiences are horrific. But over those five years, in hell, out of hell, in China, and, you know, and mm-hmm. so on, <laughs> in Russia etc I mean all
0: those years he was on that one island and never once left
1: yeah (laughs) yeah weird so but I thought it I thought it was a bit iffy in terms of what that psychiatrist was trying to do I wasn't sure if he was trying to help or he was trying to break him down it wasn't clear Um, and then they just kind of swept it aside anyway yeah Uh, the
0: most corrupt prison in the world was like they're letting Diaz cut about for a bit (laughs) meanwhile there's like a crazy psychologist downstairs that's torturing inmates
1: and I liked, um, I liked the idea that all over being inside the prison, it shows you how bad it is, how corrupt it is, how awful it is, Nick. And, like, and in theory, it should dredge up a different conversation later on. It's like, is this right to send criminals to prison? Do they deserve this? Like, I used to kill them. At least it was over. But, then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just sending them to this fate that's horrible. Like, these people are in prison and, you know, they're, they they have to... Participate in this mean girls esque hierarchy, you know, and like, and there was, and I couldn't help but think that the first episode, you had all the lunch tables that Oliver was on his own. I was like, ah, mean girls. Like, <laughs> on Wednesdays we You're wear, right. is, is on when Wednesdays he, we wear non-bloodied clothes.
0: <laughs> is when he looks about the room and goes, "Well, could you sit with them? No, could you sit with them? No, could you sit with them? No." There's that big table empty. I'll just sit here by myself for the corner. Yeah, that's fine. No no one's going to pay any attention to me over here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's an interesting debate, and I hope the show has it, especially with them being out of prison.
0: Yeah. You feel it's a debate that should be there. Yeah. But, yeah, whether it will get covered or not. Yeah. I I mean, they're pretty much taking a big up to the prison, so they might not have a prison to sell it, send
1: anyone to anyway. Well, that's true. I mean, there's other There's Iron Heights, and, you know, yeah. we, we know what it was like when Barry was in there. And
0: Another the, corrupt prison with the, experimentation going
1: yeah, on. The less said about that, the better. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and then Oliver's out of prison. He's working with the police as the Green Arrow, so he's like their tame superhero, so to speak. I think that's a reasonable compromise. You get to keep him as Green Arrow, but, like, he doesn't He's, you know, he's a public figure. Um, this could head him down the kind of man of the people route mm-hmm. as Green Arrow. Um, although, what will happen if the the police want him to act on something that he doesn't want to do, or he wants to do something that the police want him to stay away from? I mean, there's plenty of room for friction between him and Dinah there.
0: Oh, I think there's tons of that that they're going to play with. You're going to get the full gambit. You're going to get him wanting to jump into action for something and being told no. Yeah. And you're also going to get them saying we want to take this person out, and you're going to do it, and he's going to turn around and say no. Yeah. And there's like you say, there's that whole argument I think is going to be there, and also the we've got processes as to how we do things, being the police. Yeah. So it'll be, I don't know. It'll be a whole episode of Oliver filling his after-action report <laughs> yeah. and booking evidence into yeah. lockup. And
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> I think um, Dinah this season's really coming her own as well. She's done like she's really good as the the captain in uh, Quentin's place and um, the kind of animos. What well, not The kind of friction she has with Renee, like when she arrests him and things like that, and. The friction she has with others, I think it's um, I think it's really good for her, and I think it's it really shows that there's a lot more women on the the show team and the writer the writing team this season because the female characters by and large have been treated really well. I mean, you've got the Felicity and all Felicity. I can't be with you at the moment, Oliver, because you abandoned me and all this nonsense and like ah, oh, great, more <laughs> of this, more of this garbage. More angst, (laughs) fantastic. (laughs) Uh, But Dinah, you know, like nothing about Dinah is who she's, who she's seeing. You know, romantic interest doesn't come into it. It's more about how her what strategy is, how she does her job, how good she is at her job, the things like her intelligence, and then showing that it all fails because in the future it's gone to complete, (laughs) it's gone to pot, like. Yeah. Completely,
0: it, it is not a happy place. No, it's. I I'm, I agree with you. I've liked seeing her as the the police captain, and the fact that she's basically having to enforce this anti-vigilante law, despite the fact that she was a vigilante yeah. herself. I like it, sort of putting her at odds with Renee a bit, who's wanting to basically get involved and get back in, but can't. Yeah, makes you wonder why she's not put the same offer to him at some point and gone join up. Then you want yeah. you want respect. You want to take action. Then become a become a cop. Yeah. Like, you know, and then you can go out to your community and help as many people as you want. Yeah,
1: yeah although they were trying to do the whole he's the voice of the glades, mm. he's the face of the glades, and that clearly ends badly.
0: Well, <laughs> y- y- you can tell it's coming up for a figurehead in the future yeah. kind of thing, isn't yeah. it? It's. Uh...
1: Yeah. And in terms of the future, actually, the future timeline, well, it's bleak. It yeah. It's bleak. And um it actually, I wonder if it's the same as. I wonder if that's Zari's timeline from Legends he's
0: getting close to it isn't it because
1: it's the same stuff like everything's screwed I mean in Zari's timeline you see specifically that Argus are like in charge and metahumans are hunted which is fine and that's maybe one aspect of it and maybe in like Star City it's different but they they specifically say the glades rise up and cause all this nonsense Um, I like the way that it's been teasing information kind of slowly
0: It's Yeah, I mean, sometimes I get annoyed with that kind of thing and sometimes I like it. I've liked the way that they've done it here where the conversations haven't seemed like exposition. Yeah. Because a lot of it could be, um, you know, um, William in the future going, oh, so what about after this happened and this happened and this happened? Oh, what? You mean when this happened? (laughs) Uh, Oh, when that person died and this person did this and they fell out with... Well, Instead, William, it's in, uh, as it's yeah. been going along, yeah.
1: Well, William, as you know, in the year 2022, <laughs> uh, in July, this happened. <laughs> as you can
0: see in this video that we yeah. have brought with us, and uh, yeah, so it's, done, yeah, yeah. it's
1: characters having conversations that they should have because they both know the answer, and then you get it through context, yeah. which is the right way to do it and um, I think it's
0: been good I, I, the bit I was talking about in the spoiler free section was that I was quite surprised when they did the flash forward rather than a flash back or just a flash to someone else yeah. and running parallel because at first when they arrived and Leanne, knew I was like well that place grew it's trees back really quick
1: yeah. or who the hell is this guy
0: yeah <laughs> who's this dude what's he doing he's not Oliver hang on yeah. and I was like is this an alternate timeline kind of yeah. thing is this a it was like and then when it all came about I was like oh this is great I like this because it it plays about your expectations in kind of the opposite way around now, where it used to be that something would happen in the present that reminded Oliver of something in a flashback or tied to a flashback we're now getting the opposite way around where you'll see a character going in a particular direction sort of hinting that they're gonna go in a particular direction and then you maybe see the consequences of that in the future or in one of the conversations in the future they kinda tease back to that and
1: it's I mean they're not especially early on they didn't entirely manage that. It felt like there was two just two different stories going on. Mm. I think they've done a better job at linking them together now, especially when you've got like the episode where Diaz was trying to blow up the city, uh, (laughs) which by the way, that was never his style. But never mind. Uh, we're gonna use gas Pipes to blow up this I don't know, whatever. Felicity wants to do that later on for some reason. Yeah, she's got she's got the
0: template yeah. that they got off Diaz and she's went, oh, I'll just reuse this plan. Yeah,
1: yeah. This'll this'll be fine.
0: I've got you know, I need a plan to blow up the city, hang on, I've got like six that other people yeah. tried to do. Let me just find out the best one. Oh no, Diaz had the best one. <laughs> right, okay, we'll reuse his plan.
1: Yeah, and it's a bit weird, but um it's Yeah, it's a bit weird that doesn't always link up like that and But it's but it's interesting and it's clear that we're gonna get a better picture of how it ended up this way. Of course, that puts a bit of a risk in the present day storyline. Because we've seen in legends that Zari's from a timeline that they keep saying we can't change this. This is what happens mm. and then now we're saying an arrow, this is the future. An arrow doesn't really have time travel, not on its own. No,
0: not on its own. I mean, that's that's what I was going to ask you: is do you think this is the timeline set in stone? If they're showing a definite future, or do you think at some point in the future timeline they're going to go, oh, we've got to stop this from happening? Yeah, and they're going to end up going back to a key point in this season's present timeline. Yeah, that they can flip it about and stop either like Felicity going down a particular path. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's a it's a difficult one. I don't know how they're going to do that because it's just one of the things. It's like, oh, look every choice these characters are making in the present isn't right. Mm. You know, every choice that they make is incorrect because it leads them down this horrible path. But then also, in the moment, in the present day, you can understand, broadly speaking, why they made that choice. People largely aren't acting stupidly. So everyone is like...
0: The logic's there. Yeah, they're they're just, behaving as yeah. per...
1: The, the situation allows them to behave. So... Yeah, they're doing certain little different things but um, yeah, it's going to be so weird if it's like, ah, oh, this is all going to pop. Like, any victory is just... There's no there's no defeat. optimism, isn't yeah. there? Because
0: you're like, oh, maybe one day Oliver will solve crime and yeah. the city will be happy. Whereas nope. now we know, nope, that never happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's all going to be rubbish.
1: And I think like the, the pieces of the jigsaw start fitting together more and more as the season progresses. I also like that they're not forcing the the flash-forward story down in our down our throats, it doesn't in every episode. Mm. So it's not like... I mean, I remember in the, the the days of season four, I think it was, where the flashbacks were just chronic. And sometimes you would get, like, five minutes of them in an episode and nothing would happen. You know, there'd be some movement, slight movement between places or characters and nothing. It wouldn't mean anything. So Nesta only seemed to be cutting to the future when it's relevant. Uh, or the done that extra bit of filming on the ruined sets, I don't know but Mm. yeah Um, like
0: you say in the previous seasons you would get the, oh we're kind of running short for time before this ad break yeah,
1: a couple of minutes of let's let's
0: let's have them making tea and someone will spout an old Chinese proverb and then we can go back again (laughs) then we can cut back to the action (laughs) yeah
1: um and one of these major things that's in the future is that Felicity is a villain who's taken her dad's name of the calculator, which is, you know, kind of crappy. I mean, you could have picked a better name, <laughs> but her mind. But the present-day storyline is um, is very much supporting that journey that she's on because she becomes... You, you see her at the beginning of the season, she's terrified, always looking over her shoulder, waiting for Diaz to, to show up and, and kill her. And then he shows up in the very first episode, which I really was impressed by, mm. because it's like... Oh my God! Are we going to see six weeks of waitress Felicity flirting with this guy before telling her, telling him that she's married at some point? You know, like yeah,
0: I I was expecting it to be her sort of flirting with someone, and then eventually him finding out who she is, and And then then it leaking, leaking out onto the internet some way, and then that leads to Diaz coming over. But like you say, they kind of got it out the way right up front,
1: and and then William just buggers off; he's never seen again. It's like, oh the
0: safest thing to do to you is not keep you within my sight and just boarding. Trust school. that you're safe. Yeah. <laughs> off yeah. your pop. Should sure yeah. be fine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. ha- nothing bad has ever happened in a boarding school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And having Diaz back as a villain, I could take or leave it, I think they did okay with him, but giving him powers to then be easily defeated by Oliver was a bit weird. I, that that to me just didn't seem to lead anywhere it was like they had that whole
0: episode where they teamed up with the the FBI yeah. to stop him getting what he was whatever he was after in that facility. It was the Miracuru Turned out it was the Mirakuru. Yeah. He takes it, punches a lump out of a wall and then never really seems to use his abilities past that.
1: And then Oliver beats the crap out of him in a cell and leaves him there.
0: Oliver beats him anyway. Yeah. Now the only the only thing that it's therefore at this point is basically so that he's going to survive what's happened at the prison,
1: yeah. and he's going to be an informant for the FBI, or maybe he's not. Well, they're trying to use him as an informant, mm. but that's going to blow up in their face, surely. Yeah. But I was kind of hoping that Oliver had killed him in the prison cell because I quite like the whole symmetry of you're not, you know, um, you're not leaving here unless it's dead or whatever. You know, there was yeah, this whole you're thing. you're leaving about, here on a body bag. Yeah. You know that. I. I just—I'll die before I get put back in prison. It's like, and he dies and gets put back in prison, you know. (laughs) But um, yeah, it's it's iffy. I think
0: I I think he's one of these villains that's going to keep popping up and keep coming back. But I've kind of had my fill of him.
1: Yeah, and I don't I don't know, yeah, what they'll do with him now. The main villain might have something to do with Stanley now, because he's out there somewhere. I
0: think there will be a bit of Stanley doing something to mess with Oliver. Yeah. Once he's out, but you would think he wouldn't quite have the means to go do a Diaz well, on him. You don't know so. anything about him. So. Yeah, so yeah. I suppose Stanley's out there, but I think he'll end up trying to do something, slightly getting away with it, and then getting caught with someone else Could tied be. up with someone yeah. else.
1: Um, but yeah, Felicity's descent into villainy works fairly well. The um, just the the sketchy things she keeps doing. <laughs> the making a good team with Evil Laurel was quite funny. And it was like, oh, you should see you on Earth 2. Ruthless. It's like, (laughs) I want to see Earth 2 Felicity now. Like, don't tease me with that. Like, Nazi Felicity was boring. You know?
0: Nazi Felicity was boring. Bring bring on, bring on, like, evil.
1: Like, she's Jewish in any universe, right? But like, so that's a hindrance when when Nazis are your uh, overlords. But the... I don't know. I want. I want to see this Earth Two Felicity, and it's like I like the idea that evil Laurel's a bit taken aback by how ruthless she's being, and um, and it's. I liked it when her team up with Renee, where it's like capture this uh, longbow hunter person and we'll torture her, and you know, and Felicity has to be willing to do it, and she is willing to do it. Um, and the longbow hunters. We've got Even, so little time here. I know. Uh, where Trump, we are
0: running really, really yeah. short. Even that episode where she she goes in basically to shoot Diaz, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I was like. Oh, this could end. I could finally get what I want to prove that he's dead. It's going to be shot right yeah. through the middle. <laughs> Go for it, Felicity, and then it doesn't happen. And I'm like, oh, yeah, uh-huh.
1: yeah. And it's like the you know you don't know what I'm capable of, and it's like, yeah, I do, and you know that's why I'm not afraid or whatever yeah. the line was. Uh, but I like I like like the way that's going. I'm I could give two craps about the angst that exists that's being manufactured, but in terms of the. Yeah, Felicity, you need to watch what you're doing. Like this, this way lies ruin. And like Anatoly giving her the advice, it's like <laughs> I, t- I told Oliver to not be the Green Arrow because you know that's crazy. Calling your uh, you know calling your psychopath side a, a different thing, but it's like no, no, you. The old psychopath, go for it. Here's a gun.
0: <laughs> Good old Anatoly, yeah, these like guns. Anatoly
1: there. can always be counted on. I mean, so. speaking
0: of people that can survive literally anything,
1: yeah, Anatoly. <laughs>
0: it's like yeah. the entire room of mobsters could be taken out, but the guy <laughs> sort of crawling out of the rubble at the end is always, <laughs> always Anatoly. Right.
1: Yeah, more lives than a Russian cat. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the longbow hunters. We can quickly mention them. Mm. They're Pretty interesting. I think the, the, their little gimmicks are okay. There's the, the Captain America guy, Captain Sweden. You know, like with his, <laughs> with his shield, uh, with his razor shield. Razor um, shield. Who else? There's uh, the silencer. I think they overuse that effect of like cutting the sound while they fight, but it was quite cool. There was the other one.
0: The other one. The, who's yeah. name? I. C- yeah. The other
1: woman. Yes. Yeah, but I can't remember what she did. She was cool anyway. She
0: was sort of the tech uh, person, wasn't yeah, she? Something she normally like, had out all the gadgets. Yeah.
1: She was cool anyway. It's fine. Yes. Uh, so, and and there, they'll still be about... again. Tune into the end of season podcast where we dive into more detail. We're just strapped for time. The morning, on,
0: on, so. a, on a quick one about the silencer, I think it was slightly overused, but she was the perfect person to put up against Dinah and Evil Laurel.
1: Yeah.
0: It was like, that, that was... I think that's why she got used so much yep. was basically you needed to depower them to make a fight more... And when
1: they were both fighting her and they both used her Canary Cries to bring down her like mm-hmm. silent shield, that was cool. Yes, yeah, There's some creative use of action stuff there. You mentioned in the the, the spoiler-free part about the, the change in format or the tweak in the format. Hmm. And the, the tweak was interesting in the sense that... So, like I was talking about, people tuning in to Arrow to get your you know, infiltration sequences and you still got them, but they dress them up differently this week it's the FBI Felicity's still behind a computer though, she's just wearing a big vest that says FBI yeah. and then you did that thing, she was doing it for Argus yeah. and she, you know it was she, just, she's
0: there and she's there with Curtis doing it or she's there in a different facility yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. and
1: it's just little different things here and there and but you still get the core format, and you get to see different characters do different stuff. I think Diggle and, as an Argus agent is much. It's, it's a good place for him because it gives him a bit of a purpose. This whole thing about there's something big out there. You know, the Lyle is investigating, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's good as well. It's a tease for what might be coming. If it turns out to be Diaz, no, for, you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> it turns out Diaz is behind us as well. It's like, can we just see in future? Can we just assume it's Diaz first? And then we'll save ourselves some time. <laughs> and on the rare occasions it's not him. Evil <laughs> Laurel. And <laughs> <You know, yeah. laughs> uh, the rare occasions yeah. it's not him. It's like, uh, what, what, uh, what past villains have we uh, not heard from in a while? You know, like... Uh, mm-hmm.
0: So An- Anatoly will always have been working both sides though, you yeah, can guarantee if there's, if there's if there's a man making yeah, a little bit of coin out of yeah. it at the end.
1: Yeah, Anatoly's like, yeah nah, I have no allegiance other than... Whoever.
0: What, you mean that big thing over there? Yeah, well I did kind of help them, I mean I'm not totally with them, yeah. but you know, I did, well they paid me yeah. Um, yeah. So you got that yeah.
1: Um, so it's good that, you know, you still get that little, the little flavour of what Arrow is in essence, and you still get these things and different characters do different things I think Agent Watson teaming up with them one the mission yeah. was pretty cool, it was
0: good to see her do that uh, it was good to see her be a bit of a badass instead yeah. of just sitting behind her desk or yeah. turning up with paperwork yeah, and going, like, ha I've you under- got you now
1: <laughs> you understand why she's in the job that yeah. she's in you know, because she can do everything and then she goes out on a limb for Felicity and she ends up suffering, it's like, yeah I'm being reassigned Thanks. <laughs> yeah. We got nothing out of that and we'd, yeah, we yeah, we devoted a lot of resources and, and you had this discussion about the law as well, where it's like, I prefer to follow the law and Felicity's like, nah, I prefer to break it, it's quicker, easier. <laughs> and um and you've got that, that that bit of an ideological debate about vigilante justice versus the rule of law and it's like the law isn't perfect but it's there to protect everybody and we lose out by not like
0: so who gets who gets quicker results I suppose the other one I mean we'll probably cover it more when we talk about Supergirl but sort of Manchester Black v uh, Cara and yeah. trying to find out information and eventually narrow stuff down one sort of is willing to break the rules so gets there yeah. quicker than the other and I suppose the same applies here where um, Felicity wants to basically hack her way through, get the information without a warrant without yeah the sort of search uh, powers that
1: she's supposed to have. Let's get rid of the red tape. Yeah, Yeah.
0: and cut through it and get straight there. And I think that's coming back to exactly what you said earlier on, that Oliver's going to be sitting there... Waiting to get the information on where he's to strike or where yeah. he's to go, and they're going to be like, Nope, we need to fill out this warrant card and this <laughs> bit of paperwork here. Yeah, we've got to speak to, to Brian over there, and he gives us permission yeah. to do this next bit. And-
1: so, so, Oliver, this report says you fired three arrows, but there were four missing from your quiver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, drop one. <laughs> Like, you don't drop arrows, it's like, I did this time, uh, you know. But uh, he dropped it repeatedly into his head, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's it, yeah. uh, To clarify your point about us discussing it in Supergirl, we didn't during the mid season, we right? didn't, so but we will time. talk about it at but, the you know, end of season. Yeah. May is going to be fun,
0: so uh, <laughs> we've got a lot to talk yeah, about in May.
1: Uh, last thing she talk about is the new green arrow, yeah. Uh, didn't appear that often, which was good, you know. It wasn't every episode. Well, look, here's the here's the uh. Uh, the New Green Arrow, again it was, appeared sparingly Um I like the, the full face mask you know that's a good thing uh, and then they reveal that it's uh, another child of Robert Queen Um I don't know this because the show doesn't tell you, but I did some research there's a comic book character uh, called Emiko Queen who's Oliver's sister, that's who she is ah, so, okay. I, don't, I mean we didn't do a Q and a on this one or the last one or the Flash one, but the question I come up with is and that's the question that we'll leave on I guess, is uh, do you think between the Oliver Queen sister reveal and the deal that Oliver makes with the Monitor, they are perhaps preparing us for a version of Arrow that doesn't have Oliver Queen as the lead character. Could they kill him off and replace him with the sister that's not here?
0: I don't think they would be as bold as to kill him off, but I do see the potential of trying to take him out of the board in some way. I don't think they would ever leave it with the possibility that he's never coming back, hmm. but I do see them leaving it as the possibility that, that someone else is going to be the Green Arrow, take up the mantle
1: and yeah. do it. I suppose the answer to that question heavily depends on how the audiences react to this character mm. if everyone hates her then she's not going to lead a TV show but if she, if people like her there's a possibility that they could
0: it might, yeah. it might not necessarily be her that, that, that pushes it on no. either um, it just
1: seems the most likely
0: I mean another thing that they could do is build up the future storyline to the extent where you jump forward into this anarchy future yeah. With William taking the mantle of the Green Arrow and and pushing it forward, yeah, they've
1: already mentioned he's crap, oh, like yeah, shooting Arrows. That's why you've got Roy, old Roy. Mm-hmm. That was a good way to bring Roy back without like, why is he back? You know, because it's he's got all this baggage attached to him. So there might be a new Green Arrow, there might not be, but
0: I think is I I definitely think that they've proved in some ways by by the fact that they did those seven episodes with Oliver yeah. in a jail, they did prove that the team can hold their own. Yeah. They did prove that these characters can stand on their own as well, without constantly going, you know, basically needing, basically there as accessories to Oliver. Yeah. Instead, they are able to carry their own stories. Yeah. Um, whether they would commit to do that fully or not, I don't know. They they've definitely tested the water
1: with this season, though. I would say. Sure. Yeah, definitely. And I'm afraid that's all we have time for today. No. Uh, I think we'll certainly table that discussion about the, the Green Arrow sister thing uh, we may know more by the end of the season anyway
0: So in may let's hope so, that, that's going to be a slow reveal if we <laughs> don't have anything
1: by May <laughs> yeah, um, in May we'll revisit all of these discussions but that's a bit of a teaser of what we thought of the show It's coming back next week, it's just we were we're so tight for time at the moment but that's been great so Chris, thank you for a very quick bullet point discussion on Arrow or a bullet-arrow discussion on bullet points. And a bullet-arrow-point yeah. discussion. Yeah,
0: yeah. We, we a bullet-arrow-point yeah. discussion. We You're the welcome. Target.
1: Yeah, fine. Okay. So, thank you. I'm now off to find my prison clique. So, that was our quickfire discussion on the first half of Arrow Season 7. Thanks to YouTubers Dagma and Neil Stenson for the supplied music. If you like what you heard, then hit that subscribe button on iTunes, YouTube, or any major podcasting app. iTunes users, please leave us a star rating and a comment to let us know you care. You can talk to us about this or anything else on Facebook or Twitter under NeilBeforeBlog, or go to NeilBeforeBlog.co.uk and leave a comment. As always, we hope you'll join us on the next Neil Before Pod.